0: Welcome to episode 143 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week, we're talking about diversity and inclusion. So stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Josh Maxim. Josh, it's lovely to have you back again. And the topic for this week is diversity and inclusion. I know you have a lot of experience hiring globally, and I'd be um, fascinated to hear your thoughts around maintaining a diverse workforce.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, It's certainly a topic that's at the forefront of everyone's thoughts, you know, these days more than ever. I mean, people have been talking about this, thinking about it, strategizing around it for quite some time. But there's, I think, a very fresh and timely and, to be frank, welcome sense of urgency right now with, with anyone doing hiring regardless of if you're in support or marketing or where you're at you're thinking about this on another level um yet at partner hero we're we're global so you know we're hiring in honduras and manila and romania um you know but also various other remote locations in uh right now northern africa and a few other places and so you know we're getting um cultural diversity and and all those um different geographies but you know everyone is really sort of looking back to your home base right now and sort of saying, "Hey, you know, how are you tapping into the communities around you? Is it you know, is it Is it possible to do a better job of of finding a more diverse applicant pool right where you are?" And I think the answer is yes. It is possible. But the big question that I don't know anyone has an answer for is, Okay, how how would you go out and do that, and, and does it happen tomorrow? And it, it does. I think it does take some time.
0: I, I yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. There are no quick fixes, which is really frustrating in this climate of urgency that you just just talked about, right? And yeah. and and also, I think um, a couple of things there. One is that remote as a working paradigm does naturally, of course, give you a greater diversity in your potential hiring pool just by virtue of different social socioeconomic circumstances different geographies different skill sets all of the all of the differences that hiring remote can all of the opportunities that hiring remote can give you in terms of what you're looking for and the kind of people you're looking to hire in terms of skills or, or character or or whatever else. Um, so there's that, but I think, I think you, you do make an interesting point actually, even, even now when we're all effectively remote, even when the world is still pretty closed, um, there is a tendency for companies to want to keep things, I think, relatively local to them as well. I mean, I think even all but the most remote first of companies have a HQ somewhere and have a tendency right, to hire right. in their locality don't they as you said so right, yeah right. that's the challenge I mean particularly if you're in a you know a very <laughs> like let's say you're in in like the most middle class frankly white privileged area on the planet how, yep. how do you what what work can you do there that's that's a tricky one I don't have the answers
1: no I mean I, I think you know well, I'll give you one example. It's an area that I think we have done well at at Partner Hero and um, in in Honduras specifically, which is our original sort of home base and our largest hub is there, and we, we kind of see it as really our spiritual home. Um, we have a large, um, you know, Canada pool in the LGBTQ plus community, and we're sort of, I think, kind of sort of unofficially a safe haven employer in a lot of ways. Um, we have partner programs that are looking for applicants out of that pool. And so we just sort of continue to to tap into that. And so we have built up a reputation within the community and it took time. I mean, it was well established when I came on board almost two years ago, but it took time. We had to hire people out of that community and we had to ask them what we needed for them to feel heard uh, safe, we had to listen to them, we had to do the work of finding you know ways that we had to change or adapt to make sure that we were meeting their needs and and you know bringing everyone to the table, um, people outside the community, but also within our workforce, how did we have to sort of work on educating them And it's an ongoing process. I'm not going to say that we've perfected it um, there or anywhere else. Um, you know but over time you do build up a reputation of, of like you know hey, I'm a member of this community. I'm needing a job. I'm going to talk to my other community members. And they're saying, like, you should go. You should go check this one out. They're they're good. They they walk the walk. They're trying. They're listening, you know. But then you, the big challenge is you kind of have to do that across all the communities you have to reach. And so how mm. do you find that entry point? You have to be very deliberate and intentional in your approach. Um, mm. And you have to do a lot of asking and a lot of listening. And I think the big challenge that that companies are facing now is um how do you ask in a way that that helps the company do better work rather than assume that the communities themselves have to do the work, you know, and sort of saying like, tell us how we can hire more people in your community instead of saying, like, here's what we're doing, is there anything we're missing? What what else should we be doing? Um, do you know anyone um, you know else that has reference here that we can talk to you know so in a way, sort of just continuously showing like we're open and then we're even more open and then we're even more open again <laughs> to finding out what we're not doing right and mm.
0: and, um, and as you said and as you said, iterating that for every single kind of a uh, facet of diversity that you possibly can, right? Yep. Um yeah. And I I love yep. what you said there that it's about building that reputation as well because it's more than it's more than a facade that you paint on. It's more than a f- right. few social media posts, isn't it? It's yeah. It's it's really a, it's about walking the walk, but it's about building the reputation that goes with walking the walk. It's about Come, kind of comes down to trust, right, in each of yeah. those communities.
1: Yeah. A, a lot about trust. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're always expanding and we're looking at other markets. And right now in the United States, we're looking at a couple different, you know, labor markets to expand some of our sort of remote hub kind of configurations. And, um, you know, we've got extensive data on, you know, cost of living and, you know, different diversity metrics and all those sorts of things. And those are great. And even, even let's just say at at surface level, those are, um, you know, highly accurate and you can sort of identify a geographical area based on those metrics and think you've got a great diverse candidate pool. Well, guess what? If you just start planting your, um, you know, your job postings in the same channels, you're probably still not going to reach those communities. Right, you're 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 still going to get the same demographic of applicant in that geography as you've got in your other geographies. So you have to go into that place and start talking to people on the ground to say, Hey, I want to reach all these communities. How how do I do that? Where should I go? And again, you know, be very intentional and committed in saying, um, you know, a lot of conversations, rightfully so, right now, are saying like, How do we reach more African American applicants if you're a U.S. based company? Um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard over the years at, at other companies, um, you know, people saying, we're just not getting that in the candidate pool. What are we missing? And no one's really doing the deep work and being intentional saying, we have to go out and find out where we should be because just putting up a posting in the Portland area, for example, is not going to necessarily guarantee mm-hmm. you diversity. It's a diverse city in many ways. But you're going to have to work and be intentional in the communities that you reach out to, build trust with, show that you're serious, you know. And then over time, you will, you will start to see um, that diversity reflecting in your applicant pool. But it, it isn't an overnight process, and uh, I think a lot of companies are frustrated with that. Ever, you know, people want to see change happen, um, but it, it is going to take time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Time, trust, and and reputation, I think, uh, and, and being intentional. I, I think I'm, th- those are four words. I thought I had three. It it turns out it's four. Um, <laughs> four key points about uh, about increasing absolutely. increasing diversity and 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 getting some great great candidates out of that whole experience wherever wherever and uh, uh, whatever they they whatever the community is they come from. Right, I think that that's the answer. I, well, that's the aim right so yeah okay so those are the four things what was it again time reputation trust intentionality that's it for today go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 143 for the show notes and i'll see you next time